Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining us to lead, learn, and laugh. Learn market knowledge and best practices to lead your company's success. Well, hello, I'm Michael Bull, your host to the world of commercial real estate. Today, we're featuring interviews from CEOs of leading retail REITs from ICSC Recon Convention in Las Vegas. The interviews are conducted by Brad Thomas, who covers REITs for The Street, Forbes, and Seeking Alpha. Brad is also Vice President, Capital Markets with Bull Realty. He also publishes a newsletter on REITs called The Intelligent REIT Advisor. Enjoy. Brad Thomas here at The Street at Recon in Las Vegas, 2013. I'm here today with Stuart Tans. Stuart's the CEO of Retail Opportunity Investment Corporation, Real Creative, ticker symbol, R-O-I-C. Good to see you today. Nice seeing you, Brad. Well, we've got a lot of activity here at the conference today and uh, uh, you know, a lot of growth in the sector. Your, your company, your REIT, has really been growing. Uh, I've been following your company for over three years, three and a half years since you launched as a, as a public REIT, started as a blind pool, and now you've grown this company uh, at an amazing pace. Tell us about the growth and what, what's, what's occurring with your company. Sure. Well, we have had uh, very dynamic growth. Um, you know, we've been very busy over the last three and a half years. We've acquired about 50, just over 50 shopping centers about five million square feet uh, and primarily on the west coast which is our markets right and uh, you know we've grown the company in my view smartly from the standpoint that we brought in people who we who have worked with me over the years in my last company Pan Pacific Retail Properties and that's made the growth more seamless right and more importantly uh, we've tried to plan that growth in terms of where we sit today, um, we've tried to plan that growth smartly from the standpoint of buying grocery drug anchored shopping centers. Right. So let's talk about your product a little bit. So you're buying grocery anchored. What type of tenants are you, you see in your portfolio? Our portfolio is primarily all grocery drug anchored shopping centers, and they range from conventional grocery stores to value. Uh, based grocery stores to high-end grocery stores. High-end being Whole Foods, those type of tenants. Conventional being Safeway, uh, Kroger, uh, to discounters like Food for Less, which is part of Kroger. So we have a variety of everything. So you focus, as you mentioned, primarily in three states. Why do you? Why is it just three states? Is that is that what's different from from the other REITs? Because I know there's no other shopping center REIT that that, that that invests in just those those core markets. Well, look, the primary markets on the West Coast historically have had very strong income growth and very strong uh, density or, or increase in population as it relates to the national averages. Right. But primarily the West Coast, what the West Coast offers are the limited supply because of the high barriers to entry. Uh, entitlements are very, very difficult. So that, between topography and the entitlement process, that keeps the market extremely constrained, which gives us the ability to increase rents and more importantly, keep the properties as well leased as we can 100% in most cases. Sure. Well, what's what's the most amazing chapter in, in RIC today is the balance sheet. Uh, I'm looking here at net debt to EBITDA uh, 4.8 times. Uh, I'm looking at fixed charge coverage of 3.7 times. I'm looking at secured debt, 7.9% secured debt. You know, I'm, I'm amazed you don't have an investment grade rating yet. You're going to have one soon, I know. Tell us, you know, how's that balance sheet working for you? 
It's a pristine balance sheet. We've worked very hard uh, over the last several years to build a balance sheet that has all the metrics uh, in terms of having an unencumbered assets, and, but more importantly, the metrics that are needed to go through and get an investment grade, uh, but at the same time to give us the flexibility in operating. That's critical, but it's something we're very proud of and something we've worked very hard at in terms of where we're at today. Sure, I know when, we've heard a lot about the warrants. I know, uh, I guess a, a month or so ago, uh, you made you made some progress with, with getting rid of some of these warrants. Can you tell us a little bit about that, what, what you've accomplished today? Sure, uh, we announced in the first quarter with our earnings that we uh, bought some warrants back and okay. there are a number of warrants were converted. So we've cleared out about 60% of those warrants. We have about uh, $220 million approximately that could come in between now and when they expire, which is October of next year. Right. So the warrants really provide a source of equity right. uh, into our balance sheet right. and into the company that will give us the ability to grow without having to go to the capital markets. Right. Um, so we're, we're, we like where we stand right now in terms of the warrants. Sure. Real quickly, in just a couple sentences, um, you, you have an owner, you've got skin in the game, right? You're a shareholder in the company. Tell us about that. Sure. Well, I, I believe I'm the single largest individual shareholder of the company. Okay. Um, very proud to, to be that shareholder. Right. Um, and that's critical in my view in terms of looking at any company. Uh, you want management and the CEO, but everyone in the company to have, as you said, skin in the game. Right. That aligns interests with the shareholders, and more importantly, everyone is making decisions for the future in terms of their own vested interests. So it's very important that uh, that you have ownership in any company, especially in the public markets. Sure. Well, Stu, it's great talking to you today. I'm really looking forward to every, you know, you're growing every day, so literally looking forward to the success and moving forward with uh, ROIC. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Brad. We appreciate it. We're very excited about the future. Thank, Thank you. you. Brad Thomas here with The Street here at Recon Las Vegas 2013. I'm here today at the booth of Realty Income Corporation, ticker symbol O, with CEO Tom Lewis. Good to see you, Tom. Good to see you, Brad. It's good to be here. Um, a lot of excitement here today in the, in the retail sector at, at, the, uh, at the conference. Uh, really a lot of excitement in the standalone or the triple net sector. Uh, year to date, the sector has performed 30% total return, outperforming all other asset sectors. A lot of growth, a lot of excitement in, this, in the freestanding sector. What's driving that today, Tom? Well, I think it's been the performance over the last few years where cash flows are really growing. There's a lot of activity. Growing cash flows equals growing dividends, which usually means good returns, and that's been the case for our company as well as the sector overall. Sure, and in terms of your, your business model today, I mean, you're the largest uh, triple net read in the country, around a, almost a $15 billion total capitalization. Uh, what's driving this for, for your company, and, and, and how, are you, how are you bulking up in size? I know you closed on an acquisition in the, I guess, uh, end of last year. Um, you know, how are you growing this company? Sure, well, we just closed a $3.3 billion acquisition of American Capital Realty Trust in January. Okay. We bought about another $128 million this year, and about $1.1 billion last year most in the second half of the year. So we've added a lot of assets and again, a lot of cash flow, which has caused us to grow the dividend about 42 cents a share over the last eight months. 
and that's really fueled the growth. I think there are several things going on. A lot of America's corporations have decided they don't need to own the real estate, they could lease it, and we're buying it and leasing it back to them under long-term leases, that's helpful. Obviously, interest rates are very low, so the cost of capital is low, and that's really the best event, really a perfect storm for companies like ours, and uh, being the largest, we've been the leader in the field, it's been very good for the organization. Sure, I get a lot of questions from, from readers about, you know, should I invest in just one REIT? You know, should I diversify or just own one REIT? And obviously with your company, it's, it's a great argument to own one company because you've got so many different sectors and categories, over 40 categories, right? Right, there's 46 different industries that the tenants are in in their portfolio, over 3,528 properties with 195 different corporations as tenant. So we're very well diversified. However, every investor should be diversified and rely on realty income or any other company for only a small part of their dividend stream. You really need to diversify to protect yourself, sure. and that's whether you're with us or anybody else. So, but sure. we do think we're a good investment, but diversify. Sure. Well, Mr. Market loves realty income. Uh, shares are up today, I think roughly around $55 a share today. All-time high every week, practically. Uh, so again, Mr. Market is, is really in love with, with your company. But I, I point out, I mean, you know, what, what makes up a, a, a stock today is total return, which consists of dividend and growth. Right. Obviously, your company is growing, but let's talk about the dividend, which really is the most important part of a, a REIT today because 60% of that total return is, in fact, dividends. Right. So what's driving that for your company, that dividend? Yeah, it's really adding uh, new properties and growth on the leases and the existing. But we have, as I said, over 3,500 properties. The average lease is 11 years, and they're bought from and leased back to corporations. So that creates a very consistent cash flow over time. So this is a good base for the payment of dividends. And then if you're adding a lot of properties, which we are right now, that means that dividend is growing. And that dividend growing, cash flow is growing, usually equal good stock performance. But for investors, chasing stock performance is not always a great idea. I think it's focused on dividend, which we're very optimistic about. Sure. Now, your dividend performance, you know, amazing track record, I believe, is it 19 years now in a row? of dividends that have been paid and, and increased year after year. Right. And uh, you know, 96% occupancy, you never drop below 96% occupancy. What is your occupancy today? 97.7% uh, at the end of the uh, first quarter. Okay. Well, Tom, listen, uh, this, you know, Realty Income, fantastic stock, great margin of safety. It's good to see you today at the show and look forward to seeing you next time. Good to see you, Brad. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Stay tuned for Hap Stein, CEO with Regency Centers from ICSC Recon Convention in Las Vegas. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by your friends at Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com or call 800-408-BULL. Welcome back to the Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. Well, today we're featuring interviews from CEOs of leading retail REITs from ICSC Recon Convention in Las Vegas. Now more from Brad Thomas. Brad Thomas here today at Recon Las Vegas 2013. That's the International Council of Shopping Center Convention. I'm here today with Hap Stein. Uh, Hap is the CEO of Regency Centers, ticker symbol REG. Hap, good to see you today. Great to see you, Brad. Same here. Uh, tell us a little bit about the, the conference today and specifically the retail market. How are you seeing the industry today? 2013, you're into the first quarter. Uh, how are you seeing the market today? The, uh, the 
the market is good today. Um, we've got good, robust demand on the part of tenants to expand, and that's not just large national tenants, but that's also local and regional tenants. Okay. And so there, and there's a lot less new supply that's being added to the market, so it's a good demand-supply equation for the shopping center business, vastly improved over the last several years. Sure, and Regency is, is perhaps probably the most necessity-driven REIT that's out here because you're in the essentially the grocery business. A lot of your, if not all of your shopping centers are groceries, is that grocery anchored, is that correct? Yes, about 80% of our shopping centers are grocery anchors, and that goes all the way from the, the large uh, regional players like Publix, large national players like uh, Kroger and Safeway that dominate their markets. And one thing that we really focus on are average supermarket sales, and the supermarkets in our portfolio average $27 million a year, hmm. or 500, over $500 a square foot. And what that means, Brad, is 20,000 shopper visits uh, to our shopping centers each and every week. Sure. Well, I know Regency's got an investment grade rating. I guess S&P is uh, triple, triple B. Tell us a little bit about your balance sheet and what are you using with your balance sheet? I know you, you announced recently you're selling off a, a larger portfolio. Tell us, how are you going to put that money to work? Well, we want to have an institution or we have a, a rock-solid balance sheet. And we want to have that balance sheet to uh, not only withstand the crisis because we're in a wonderful capital markets environment right now, but you never know when it might change. Right. And we also want to be able to have that balance sheet to take advantage of opportunities that are out there. So one thing that we do is we have an $800 million line of credit and, it, and we have over $750 million of capacity available on it. So we monitor that. Secondly, we have access to the unsecured debt market, as you mentioned. Our, our unsecured debt is triple B rated. We can borrow at very attractive rates. And we also have uh, access to the uh, equity market on an attractive basis. And we'll do that when we think it makes sense on the basis of accretive to our intrinsic uh, value or net asset value per share, and we sell properties that don't meet our criteria from a strategic, a risk, or an NOI growth profile. Sure. Well, I know, you know, development four years ago was, was a bad word, but today there's a lot more development, specifically with your company. Tell us about your development pipeline. Well, what we did was, was when we downsized related to the downturn, we kept enough muscle in place so we could continue to maintain the great relationships that we have, take advantage of the market presence in key markets, key 24 markets throughout the country, um, and create fabulous shopping centers uh, at very attractive returns on invested capital. Uh, we're building or starting about $150 million of new developments, but we're also uh, improving and spending about 20, investing 25 to 40 million dollars in our existing portfolio to improve the quality of our existing portfolio and uh, improve the NOI growth profile of that portfolio. Sure. Uh, last question. Let's talk about the dividend. I know you're paying uh, uh, around a, was it a, a two and a half or a little over three percent. Three percent. Excuse me. Over three percent dividend. Uh, Seven and a half billion dollar total capitalization. So tell us a little bit about the dividend. I, I, I believe you've increased the dividend last year. If I'm not no, correct. No, 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 we didn't. Okay. Um, the dividend is extremely safe. We're, we're, we're paying out about 70% okay. of funds from operations, right. which is net income plus depreciation right. in effect. Right. And uh, we want to reduce that ratio even further because one of the best uses that you know we can do to create shareholder value is free and clear cash flow. But I would think over the next several years, you know, hopefully knock on wood, if we continue to grow NOI, right. our developments continue to create value, we'll be able to increase uh, the dividend. And occupancy today is roughly where you at today? About 90, a little over 94 
percent. We've historically been at 95 okay. percent for uh, for 10 straight years through 2008. We never got below 92 percent, even okay. in the, the depths of the downturn. And and we can see that 95 percent uh, milestone again. And we're even eyeing increasing. That's not that's not a uh, a, a cap. We right. may we may even increase that. Uh, objective to over 95%, maybe 96%. Maybe this show will we'll get it there. So uh, it's good to see you today and look forward to seeing you next Great. time. Thank you. Thank you, Brad. Bye-bye. Appreciate it. It's Brad Thomas here with The Street. I'm here at Recon Las Vegas 2013. I'm here today with Don Wood with Federal Realty, ticker symbol FRT. Good to see you today. Nice to see you, Brad. Thanks for having me. Great. It's glad to be here. A uh, lot of activity here at Recon this year. And what's interesting uh, about talking to you today is, uh, Don, I was at the Money Show last week, and uh, you know, there's a lot of consumer brands out there, Colgate, Palmolive, uh, a, lot of, a lot of big names. And I felt like Federal should be out there because Federal has been paying and increasing dividends for 45 years in a row. That's an amazing, amazing feat. It's pretty cool, Brad, when you think about it. I mean, what, the, the things that have happened between 1967, which is the beginning of that record, and today between 20% interest rates and wars and, and all kinds of economic conditions over that period of time, for us to be able to do that is, is a feat I'm real proud of. And it only comes from great properties and a lot of balance in the business plan. Not too much development, not too much reliance on any one tenant in any one place, right. uh, very low leverage uh, from a company's perspective. And, and so it's worked out well, and I certainly expect it to continue. Sure, so you're just focused, Diana, on, on core, densely populated markets. You haven't strayed into any secondary markets. Um, what, what, what is your geographic footprint today? If we, you know, it goes back to exactly what you first started. If you say, well, all right, Don, how do you keep cash flow increasing over, over that period, over the, the next 50 years, if, if you will? It's got to be in high quality markets where there's lots of people with money to spend and most importantly, barriers to entry. That happens, Boston to Washington, D.C. Right a little bit on the east coast of Florida, the west coast, northern California, and southern California. In those markets, we still see lots of opportunities, and it's not just grocery, grocery anchored shopping centers, it's mixed use, it's uh, it's it's uh, a bit of an outlet concept that we're trying up in uh, assembly up in, in Boston. Right. So lots of lots of great retail concepts with some residential and uh, and even some office uh, around it. Now, I know you mentioned you don't have a high concentration level in your portfolio, but can you mention a couple of the names, a couple of the top tenants, so we know exactly what, what's your portfolio look like? Absolutely. Think about tenants like Bed Bath and Beyond. Think about Ahold, the the uh, the grocery that that uh, is our number one tenant right. Uh, right now. Think about TJ Maxx. Think about Dick's Sporting Goods. These are these are important tenants to us. But it's also a mix of lots of great restaurants, specialty type of tenants, some great health clubs like LA Fitness, like Equinox. Um, it's those tenants that, from my perspective, are the tenants of the future. Sure. That's a that's a, a wide margin of safety in your it business is. model, certainly. And let's talk about the balance sheet. Now, federal is, I believe. Uh, only one of three uh, public equity REITs that have an A rating, a uh, S&P investment rating. That's right. Uh, tell us about your balance sheet and how you put that balance sheet to work for the, for investors. Listen, the, the 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 bottom line is, we do love being a public company. We do love the par public markets. We were just able to refinance uh, some existing debt and and set ourselves up in the development pipeline with 275 million dollars just raised at 2.75 percent, mm. 10 years unsecure. I think that's tied 
um, with the Simon deal for the lowest in uh, ever in, in in REITs. We've got um, you know a, a long history of real conservative balance sheet management because that dividend is the most important thing to thing to us. And when things change, we do want to be able to continue to increase it. Sure. Well, Don, it's good to uh, see you today, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you next year. But more importantly, in, in five <laughs> more years, when you celebrate 50 years in a row, 50 years of dividends paid in increase. So I look forward to seeing you five years from now. We'll see you then. <laughs> Thank Thanks you. so much, okay. Brad. Bye-bye. Stay tuned for Robert Taubman, CEO with Taubman Centers. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll see you right back. Does your company provide professional services to the commercial real estate industry? The Commercial Real Estate Show is an excellent way to reach your target audience. For advertising options, visit CommercialRealEstateShow.com or call 888-612-SHOW. Welcome back to the Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. Well, today we're featuring interviews from CEOs of leading retail REITs from ICSC Recon Convention in Las Vegas. Now more from Brad Thomas. Brad Thomas here today with The Street here at Recon Las Vegas 2013. I'm honored here today to have Bobby Tallman, the CEO and Chairman of Tallman Centers. Good to see you today. Well, we're delighted to be have you here, Brad. Thank you. Great, absolutely. And uh, it's great to be here with a blue chip REIT. You know, I talk a lot about blue chip REITs, but this is absolutely, Tallman is a blue chip REIT. I want to talk about, your first of all, your capital, uh, your balance sheet, very strong balance sheet. You know, how are you doing that today? How's the, how's the capital markets working for your company? Well, we're delighted, obviously, with how open they are to us. That, you know, the markets are so buoyant right now. We, there's some guy in Washington that's buying $85 billion a month, and he's helping all of us. And, you know, he's been a great partner for all of us. But, you know, capital's very available. We extended our credit line. Uh, we have a billion one credit line that is, you know, on an accordion up to billion and a half. Uh, it's basically very, li very little that is being used at this point, so we have lots of capacity. Uh, the long-term lenders like life companies and the like, pension funds, are very interested in our asset base. So, you know, we have lots of capital available for the opportunities that we see. Uh, we have very low, de uh, low debt uh, market cap. Uh, our, our coverage ratios are very strong. Uh, we operate the company as if it were investment grade. We are not a rated business. Right. We, we typically do secured asset lending. Uh, but, you know, we're very proud of our balance sheet. It's taken us a long time. Uh, to get to this point, and we're going to jealously guard it and think it's a very important competitive advantage to be able to have a balance sheet like this. So as you see an opportunity, you can act very quickly. At year end, we bought uh, uh, parts of two assets that we already own, International Plaza in Tampa as well, as, well as Waterside down in Naples. Uh, th those decisions were made in a couple of weeks and closure was right then. Right. So. Well, you know, blue chip read again. Uh, you've got a lot of blue chip tenants. I've seen a lot of those around here at the show today. Uh, tell us about your portfolio. I know you've got some very high quality you know, tenants in your portfolio. Like, like who? Well, tenants are really attracted to sales productivity. And we've had records for the industry very continually quarter after quarter for many years. Our, our sales are now running at almost $700 a square foot for the portfolio, uh, which is not quite double what the average for the industry is. But it's a tr tremendous difference. And when you talk about that kind of increase in productivity, tenants are you know, really actively trying to campaign for good locations in our shopping centers. So we have a, a higher proportion of what's called the better to luxury group, 
Uh, but really, when you look at the spread of most of our assets, they're upper moderate, better, and then luxury. Uh, and you know, you have tenants that run the gamut from a Gap, an Abercrombie, you know, up to a Louis Vuitton, a Chanel, an Hermes, and certain of our properties. So we, we really do have tremendous demand. Uh, all the metrics in our business, all the fundamentals look very, very strong in our core. Again, sales are way up. Um, occupancies are near all-time highs, if not at all-time highs. Uh, lease space is there. Uh, the, the average rent growth, the spreads uh, on, on new rents, uh, total occupancy costs, all these things, all these metrics are terrific. Sure, and in terms of external management, I know you've been very active in development today. You've got uh, outlet product underway, under construction, I think going to deliver later this summer. Uh, also some international growth. So tell us about your external growth today. Well, our external growth is principally development. Uh, we also do acquisitions. I mentioned the two that we did at year end uh, uh, of 12. But when you look at our, our growth through development, which is really, we've been a developer, we're primarily, our DNA is about development. Right. Uh, and we've been very fortunate to be very successful uh, in a broad sense in the developments that we've done over the last 20 years as a public company. Uh, but today, we have for our share, uh, we've announced a billion two uh, of development, roughly 11%, 10-11% of our asset base. Uh, it's comprised of uh, new regional mall development in Sarasota, a new regional mall development uh, in San Juan, Puerto Rico, uh, the outlet uh, that you mentioned, Chesterfield outside St. Louis, and then we have three projects in Asia that we've announced, two that are in construction, one in Xi'an, uh, uh, which is in central west China, one in Zhengzhou, uh, which again is in central east. These are huge second tier cities with almost nine million people in them today. Uh, excellent projects with very good partners. Wafujing is our partner. Uh, that is also the anchor story in each development. And then in Seoul, and both of those projects are in a construction, and then in Seoul, Korea, we have a, uh, we have a development with Shinsegae, who's the largest retailer, is our partner in uh, uh, Korea in a, in a city called Hanam, which is east of Seoul. So, you know, those three projects, uh, the three that I mentioned here, and we hope that we have a new one coming here in Hawaii that we've been working on for a long time. You know, we're hoping the next period of time to be able to uh, formally announced that we're going forward with that project as well. So, you know, we have tremendous uh, value that we believe that we're building, tremendous NAV that over the next several years will come into our, our, our company. Great. Well, Tallman is certainly a great way for the average investor to invest in very high quality real estate and is certainly glad to have a high quality uh, CEO here with us today. Stay tuned for Steve Tanger with Tanger Outlets. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by France Media. France Media provides exposure to the world of commercial real estate. Visit francemediainc.com or call 404-832-8262. Welcome back to the Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. Well, today we're featuring interviews from CEOs of leading retail REITs from ICSC Recon Convention in Las Vegas. Now more from Brad Thomas. Brad Thomas here with The Street at Recon Las Vegas 2013. A lot of action here today, and uh, I'm really honored and proud to be here at Tanger Factory Outlet here with the CEO uh, Steve Tanger. Steve, good to see you today. Nice to see you as always, Brad. Thanks for having me. Great. 
Well, uh, Steve, uh, you know, we're here back again this year. Um, you know, I think the, the results are pretty good. The, from what I'm hearing in the conference, it's up maybe 10% so far this year. So a lot of activity. You know, your company's been very, very busy today, growing this brand, growing this Tanger brand, not only in the U.S., but also in Canada. Tell us what's growing this company. I, I, you're, you're one of the, probably the largest developers in terms of product that we're seeing today in the outlet sector. Right. So what, what's driving that for Tanger? Well, we've been very fortunate since we visited last year We've uh, produced for our shareholders about a 19% return, total return in a year, which is pretty good in a flat economy and a, a flat yield curve. Uh, the growth is coming based on demand. We don't build on speculation, we never have. Uh, the outlet center portfolio that we put together over 32 years is now 98 to 99% occupied. For the 32 years, we've never ended the year less than 95% occupied. So it's based on tenant demand. We're building all over the country and in Canada. We have new sites under construction in National Harbor, which is a development right outside Washington, D.C., about eight miles from Georgetown. We're about to break ground in Charlotte, North Carolina. We expect to break ground before the end of the year in Columbus, Ohio. We've just announced a site in Grand Rapids, Michigan. We have a development site in Scottsdale, Arizona. So, and a new development site in Clarksburg, Maryland. So as you can see, we're very active in the states. In addition, we broke ground last week in Ottawa, Canada, in the Kanata suburb, north of, uh, west of downtown Ottawa, northwest actually. And uh, we doubled the size of our new center, breaking ground of big expansion in Cookstown which is north of Toronto. So it's an exciting time for Tanger. Uh, we have some small expansions at our existing properties, but all things, uh, all things added up, we could by uh, in two years deliver as much as a 20% expansion of our existing portfolio. That's amazing, and, and what I really think is incredible about Tanger is the track record of dividend performance. And obviously, what's driving that is its occupancy. I mean, you're yes. up, I believe, last quarter, first quarter, uh, 2013, it was around 99% again. Right. So very strong occupancy. You know, what's driving this dividend, the dividend fundamentals? I believe you're getting ready to celebrate the 20, is it the 20th year now of dividends? That's, that's correct. That's paid and increased, right? That's right. So uh, what's driving that? We're one of the few companies on the New York Stock Exchange that's raised their dividend each year since being public for at least 20 years. We just paid on May 15th our dividend, which puts us in the Standard & Poor's Index called the Dividend Aristocrats, and we're very proud of that. Uh, dividend increases, of course, are driven by the growth of our cash flow. In the REIT world, we call that Funds from Operation, or FFO. Uh, we have, uh, in, our, in our company, we have uh, 33 consecutive quarters of comp net operating increases all through the recession. I think we're one of the few REITs that can say that, if not the only one. So we're very proud of our track record to grow. Uh, we're very proud to continue to raise dividends for our shareholders, as we've done every year. This year we raised our dividend 7%. So it's, in a, it's been great cash flow for, the, for the, our shareholders uh, and uh, for our company. We, we, uh, keep our balance sheet as a fortress. We have about 24% debt, which is amongst the lowest in the retail space, if not the lowest. 
so our our balance sheet's a fortress which gets through us any uh, gets us through any type of economic cycle. Great, and Steve, uh, thank you for, for discussing that. And I think in terms of your your FFO, you did a great job explaining that. In fact, I'll probably use you and Tanger as an example in my new book, REIT 101. Um, but I also like to talk about management teams. Okay. And to me, that's a very critical part. Investors today, you're not only buying the brick and mortar, in your case, the outlet centers, but you're buying the management. And you're, I believe you've got significant ownership in the company. Right. So tell us about you, know, you and, 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 and the skin in the game. I still own about, uh, about five and a half percent of the business, which with a uh, equity market cap today of about $3.8 billion. Uh, it's a pretty significant stake, um, and I will continue to keep that large equity stake. So I have a significant skin in the game, you can do the math. Uh, our management team uh, all has equity in the company. They think like owners, they don't think like employees. We've strengthened our management team by adding a very skilled seasoned general counsel uh, last December. Uh, we hired a terrific uh, person as our chief operating officer about two, two and a half years ago. So we strengthened management. Uh, I have senior thought partners that help me plan our long-term strategy. And we also have a very robust succession planning process where on an orderly basis, uh, at least every quarter, uh, we do a deep dive into the management team we look at determining who our future leaders are. Uh, we try to motivate them and uh, educate them and cross-train them. So management depth and succession planning are extremely important to us. Great. Well, Steve, thanks for, uh, for your time today. And it's always an honor to, to uh, talk to you and also you know, to, to talk about this blue chip reef Tanger factory outlet, ticker symbol SKT. Thanks so much, Steve. Thank you, Brad. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Well, stay tuned for David Henry, CEO with Kimco. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. Does your company provide professional services to the commercial real estate industry? The Commercial Real Estate Show is an excellent way to reach your target audience. For advertising options, visit commercialrealestateshow.com or call 888-612-SHOW. Welcome back to the Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. Well, today we're featuring interviews from CEOs of leading retail REITs from ICSC Recon Convention in Las Vegas. Now more from Brad Thomas. It's Brad Thomas here with The Street. I'm here today at the Recon Las Vegas Conference 2013. That's the annual shopping center conference uh, for retail. I'm here today with Dave Henry, CEO of Kimco. That's the ticker symbol K-I-M, the largest shopping center uh, REIT in the nation. Good to see you today. Thank you, Brad. Good to see you. Great. So what's going on today? It's pretty pretty lively, uh, a lot of traffic. Uh, how, how are you feeling about the, in the retail industry today? It's uh, it, This particular convention is very busy. We expect attendance to be up about 10% from last 
last year's level. So it'll be around 35, 36,000 people here. So you can see how, how busy it is. There's uh, over 100 new exhibitors here in the, in, in the hall uh, this year. So we're feeling very good about the attendance. Uh, overall, the shopping center industry, uh, month by month, quarter by quarter, has been getting a, a, a lot better for us. You see it in what we call our vital signs, our key metrics. So occupancy, same store NOI, leasing spreads, effective rents, they're all getting better for us. So with the, with the fact that there's virtually no new construction of new shopping centers, coupled with 3 million people a year population growth, that helps our industry a lot. So coming out of the Great Recession, we're seeing rents beginning to go up. In terms of new store openings, we just hit a, a five-year high in terms of new store openings. About 80,000 new stores will open in the United States over the next two years. So that, that's going to drive some good things for the shopping center industry. Absolutely. So in terms of your occupancy, you've seen, I guess, your first quarter results. You had some increase in your, in your portfolio. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. We hit, the, we hit a post-recession high in terms of a same store NOI growth of 4%, which, okay. is, which is very strong for the shopping center industry. We had, our, I, I believe, our 13th straight consecutive uh, quarter of positive same store NOI. Our, our occupancy is clicking up close to uh, all-time highs again. Sure. We're, we're close to 95%, so that's all good. And that's a lot of leases. I mean, you've got over eight, 900 shopping centers, I believe? 900 shopping centers. So, I think we did 700 lease, new leases in one quarter, so hmm. it's, it's a lot. So your, your uh, credit quality is very good, too. You've got some very high-quality tenants in yes, the portfolio. Tell us about maybe your top two, two or three or four tenants. Sure. Well, we like to, uh, to brag, quite frankly, that we're Costco largest landlord. We're Home Depot's largest landlord. We're TJX Store's uh, largest landlord. We're Walgreens' largest landlord. So these are very high quality uh, tenants. We're, we're very happy to have them as, as part of our portfolio. Overall, we have more than 9,000 individual tenants and uh, over 15,000 leases. So what we pay out in dividend is very well secured. Sure. And I guess another question, uh, talk about the simplification of your model. I know you're selling off some non-core properties, right. uh, hotels, uh, uh, some second secondary market retail. So tell us about the simplification of Kimco today. Yeah, like we like most uh, most retail REITs are, it's all about recycling. We're selling the bottom of our portfolio and re reinvesting those proceeds in the very higher quality properties. We're also concentrating in general on larger properties, a little more urban properties, and geographic areas where we have scale. For instance, New York City, we have 80 shopping centers in the New York City area, so that's a core market for us. Florida is another core market. Texas, Northern and Southern California, Chicago, Denver. So these are areas that will grow. Conversely, Albuquerque, where we may have just two properties, is probably not a core market for us. Absolutely. Final question, you got an investment grade, one of the few rates, I believe 11, that have a triple uh, B plus or higher or credit rating. So how are you putting that money to work today? I know you've got a very strong balance sheet. What are you doing with that, with that, with that well, balance sheet? Well, we've done a couple things over the last 12 months. We've uh, we've sold some preferred stock at, uh, at historic low rates. If you think about it, perpetual preferred is, in effect, a 300-year bond, and yet it's callable after five years so it's a it's a wonderful instrument and we've sold preferred stock in in the five and a half uh, uh, percent range and then we recently sold a 10-year bond at 3.15 percent I think something like that so it's very inexpensive money in terms of historical rates and we're very happy about that absolutely well Dave thanks for being on the, being here right. at the uh, show today look forward to seeing you next time good to see you again thank you right. thank it. you bye-bye well I hope you enjoyed the interviews from ICSC recon convention in Las Vegas Thank you, Brad Thomas, VP Capital Markets, with Bull Realty for conducting the interviews. For more information on REITs, check out Brad's newsletter, theintelligentreitinvestor.com. 
Well, you're invited to join us next week. The show is called Oops, I Should Have Covered That in the Lease. Until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh and join us for the Commercial Real Estate Show. The Commercial Real Estate Show is made available by professionals at Cone Resnick, BB&T, France Media, and Bull Realty. For more information about these companies or to access additional show podcasts or videos, visit commercialrealestateshow.com.